According to a recent report by American Legislative Exchange Council, California's unfunded pension liabilities are estimated to be at $1.5 trillion. That's a trillion with a T. That's about 38,000 of debt for each Californian. You may wonder, what are the unfunded pension liabilities and why we have so much of it? The city of Stockton filed for Chapter 9 bankruptcy and they eliminated their retiree medical plan altogether, just eliminated it. We guarantee that our government employees will receive a set amount of income at the time of their retirement. In some cases, people get up to 90% of their current pay for the rest of their lives with adjustments for cost of living. This promise to the employees requires cities to invest enough money into the retirement accounts now assuming these investments perform according to the plan. Most of the time, neither is achieved. Since California's pension benefit is very generous, it's hard for cities to keep up with the costs. What's happening with, with like cities is that they have to reduce their staffing in order to make the payments. We have cities up and down California that have reduced their police departments and their fire departments by 25% just to be able to make the pension plan contributions. Are these pension payments realistic or will California face a pension crisis in the near future? You'll probably have to you know, pay higher taxes. A city, using that example again, would probably have to raise the sales tax, uh, which you can do above the state rate of seven and three quarters to another two percent. But then you're kind of you're kind of left with uh, without very many options. California government decided to send $1,050 to 23 million residents. Could the state have used some of these funds to fix the pensions? The state received more money in revenues than it was allowed to receive under what's called the GAN limits. And you can only spend as much as your growth of, of inflation plus population growth. And if it goes above that, you have to rebate. To understand more about the pension liabilities we are facing, I sat down with former California State Senator John Morlock. He served on the California State Public Employee Retirement Committee. He discussed with me the impact of unfunded pension liabilities on cities and why he believes we're not dealing with the liabilities. I'm Siamai Korami. Welcome to California Insider. Great to be back, CMAC. Thank you. We want to talk to you about pension liabilities and unfunded pension liabilities. We have this huge surplus in the budget, but there is also reports of us having unfunded pension liabilities. Can you explain what these are for California? Um, well, maybe two ways. The first is that the, the state and other municipal governments provide a defined benefit pension plan, which is uh, based on a formula based on how many years you've worked, times a factor, times your final salary. And so uh, the government has to have that money there when you retire so that it can distribute it over the expected lifetime uh, that you'll, you'll have. So you need actuaries to calculate uh, how much should be contributed every year, uh, what will be the inflation rate, what will be your ending salary, uh, how long will you live after you retire, uh, to come up with those amounts. Uh, as opposed to a defined contribution plan, which says I'm gonna put 10% of my salary into a, uh, an investment account every paycheck. 
And if it grows, great. If it doesn't grow, then that's just something I have to live with. So you'll get a guaranteed payment. So that has to be funded. Now, if you have a stock market decline, then the investments in the portfolio will, will decline and, and then the contributions will have to increase. What makes California rather unique is that after the uh, dot-com boom in the late 90s, uh, the stock market was just, had just gone up dramatically, sort of like we've seen the last few years, and then it drops for a few years. But at the top of the market, um, the pension community, uh, in particular uh, CalPERS, they, they said, oh my goodness, we're, we're fully funded maybe even a little more than fully funded, we ought to increase benefits. And so they increased them 50% for wow. California Highway Patrol. They went from a formula of 2% at 50 to 3% at 50. Well, if you're fully funded and then you improve your benefits by 50%, you're now two-thirds funded. Can you explain 2% and 50 and 3% what yeah, they so Let's say you're making 100000 at age 50 and, and you retire you will get 50,000 a year times, or you'll get, let's say it's 25 years, you'll you get 2% times 25, which is 50%, times your earning salary of 100,000. So you get 50,000 a year for life, plus cost of living increases. 3% at 50 says you'll get now 75,000. Three times 25 times the 100,000. And so it wasn't funded for. So if you look at CalPERS for up until two years ago, they were still 71% funded. So we have this massive liability. Two is how do you address it? And there's, there's you know, uh, two ways perhaps. The first is to maybe make higher contributions above and beyond what the actuaries are asking you to put in every So you year. have to put more money in, in to make it's sure like, you get more. It's like paying off yeah. a, a credit card. You gotta, you know, you gotta do more than the minimum payment, otherwise you're gonna have the minimum payment you know, in perpetuity. The other option is something that Governor Newsom tried to do, and that is maybe take a little bit of the budget surplus and put it into the pension plan. Um, he did that in, in right before COVID hit. And, and so he had the idea, but then he took the money back because of the COVID crisis and all the rest. Uh, uh, this year in the budget, they put in um, uh, uh, rebates for taxpayers. They call it an inflation uh, rebate. This is a thousand dollar, thousand dollar fifty. Right. Yeah, for that's going to twenty three million people here. Right, because the state received more money in revenues than it was allowed to receive under what's called the GAN limit, which was Proposition Four back in. 1979 said so you can only spend as much as your growth of of inflation plus population growth and if it goes above that you have to rebate taxpayers gavin newsom is calling that an inflation rebate it's very clever as opposed to maybe reducing a tax like the gas tax but if he were to work with the legislature get a two-thirds approval he could say hey instead of a gan limit rebate, why don't we put that money into the pension plan? So when we have a good year, then we can at least try and catch up a little bit on this liability because we, we know that good years are followed by down cycles. This is just the way the economy works. And so 
if, if they don't put it aside, then the liability may increase if we have a recession because the investments will decrease in value. And then you're going to have higher contributions and you just create a bigger problem down the road. According to the recent study from ALAC, California has the most pension liabilities, followed by Illinois, Texas, and New York. To give you some context, California's liabilities is almost the same as these three states combined. And the investments have done fine so far. Like It looks like they've been investing in some private companies and they've been getting a lot of return out of these private companies. And now we're about to hit a recession. It looks like things are changing, right? Yeah, we, we've been fortunate in the last few years. I, I don't think anyone expected that the stock market would do as well as it did once Donald Trump was elected in 2016. Uh, the stock market had been pretty flat under Obama for the last eight years. Everything was, you know, interest rates were at zero. Uh, so, so things have, have improved a, a little bit, but not as aggressively as perhaps people would want. A lot of municipal pension plan systems are looking at borrowing to invest, which is a, a kind of a spooky idea because if you are right, if you borrow and whatever you invest in appreciates, like real estate, then you're a hero. But if, if it actually decreases in value, then your debt could be higher than your investment value. So that would be a bust. You'd be a goat. Uh, so, but, but they're looking at how do we get more revenues to make up for this shortfall, this unfunded liability. So essentially, the, the state government and a lot of these municipalities are not putting enough money into the pension plan or something is wrong with the returns they're estimating or, or people are living longer or those the factors? They're paying in what they're being asked to pay in by the California uh, Public Employee Retirement System. They, they get the actuarial notice of what you have to pay in. What's happening with, with like cities is that they have to reduce their staffing in order to make the payments. We have cities up and down California that have reduced their police departments and their fire departments by 25% just to be able to make the pension plan contributions. And what CalPERS did is they finally said, you know, we should not, excuse me, not assume we're gonna earn seven or 8% a year. We should reduce it a little bit and assume a lower investment return, and that has increased the amount of the contributions required by these cities. So they've, they've been sucking it up, but it's been at the price of good public safety or getting a, a, a better response time from your fire department. Now, if there is a huge gap between what the liabilities are and what we can afford, what could be the outcome? Would people get would at some point people not get the pension that they were promised to, or do we have to pay much higher taxes? Or it's usually the latter. Uh, you'll, you'll probably have to, you know, pay higher taxes. A city, using that example again, would probably have to raise the sales tax, uh, which it can do above the state rate of seven and three quarters to another two percent. But then you're kind of you're kind of left with uh, without very many options. Um, one that could be pursued is Chapter 9 bankruptcy, where you could go into a federal courtroom and you can undo all of your bargaining unit agreements. And you could probably switch into a what's called a shared risk pension plan, a defined benefit pension plan, 
where when there are market up and downs, uh, employees would have to be uh, sharing a little bit more in the contributions and not just the employer. And so when the market's doing good, employees pay in less, but if the market works against them, they'll have to pay in a little more. But that's a solution that the state of Wisconsin pursued quite some time ago. And if you look at uh, the Pew Charitable Trust, they come out with a list every year of all 50 states and their pension liabilities. And uh, Wisconsin is usually showing uh, that it's fully funded, 100%, where California, we're you know, in the 71 to maybe 82%. Uh, we're, we're talking uh, in the middle of the year 2022, but soon CalPERS will have to release its returns for the, for the year uh, and with a, 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 a strong emphasis in equities. Um, we're gonna have to hope that their net profit for the last 12 months into June 30 was at least over 0%. You know, it's gotta be at least 7%. Uh, otherwise, you're gonna see cities being asked to pay again more uh, because the returns did not meet expectations. And if the cities have to pay more, they probably have to do more taxes or do, we, do they have to cut other expenses? They'll have to cut more. It's very difficult for a city to find tax revenues. Um, you can raise your hotel tax, you can raise your sales tax. Maybe you could raise licenses and fees. Uh, hopefully, maybe you could do more retail uh, and get more sales tax. That's why a city would much rather have a Costco built than a house um, because a Costco will generate an, you know, an incredible amount of sales tax that will help provide uh, the city with revenues, whereas a house just gives you property taxes and the city gets its share of those property taxes and it's shared with the school districts and the county and others in the state. Now, these pension plans, this uh, you mentioned 75%, so essentially 75% for life, right? It's a fixed benefit plan, right? That's Where for public safety. Um, most um, uh, other employees have a different formula. Okay. Uh, it could be uh, I think in, for Orange County, it's 2.7 at 57. So if you retired at 57, you would get your salary times the number of years times 2.7. Um, when I was supervisor um, and that took effect, uh, we had a massive round of re people retiring because they were older than 57. And so if, if you can get you know, a good 70 or 80% of your salary. Without working. Without working. How do you explain to your spouse that you're going into the office for the other 20%? You know, and for law enforcement, they were getting up to 90% of their salary. And why should they risk their lives for another 10%? So we saw a, a, a massive uh, amount of corporate history just walk right out the door uh, of all these people that they're in their prime and you would love to have them until they're 65. Because they another, have all the experience. They have all the, yeah. another eight years of, you know, they, they know everything, they know how to run the place and, and you just kind of watch it get up and say, hey, thanks a lot, I can buy a motor home and Now, do out. you think this is realistic, Our, the pension plans that we have, is it, is it realistic to oh, have Oh, no, no, plan? no, they're, they're not, they're not. They're, they're, they're only gonna be realistic 
if the stock market just continues to rise by five to seven percent a year. And I'm sorry, but the California, uh, I'll the, uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, are, they're not going to make it to the playoffs every year. You know, we have cycles, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Um, and so uh, it, 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 it's a very expensive proposition. And that's why at least Jerry Brown, when he was governor uh, back in 2012, 2013, did the, pension, the Public Employee Pensions Reform Act, uh, which uh, uh, we, we use the acronym PEPRA. Uh, at least he said, hey, we're going to have to have different formulas. If you're a new employee, you don't get 3% of 50. You get something different. Um, and so uh, that, that is a remedy, but it will take a long time before it finally becomes effective because so many employees uh, were already uh, receiving or had agreed to the higher benefits. So it's like the pig going through the python. Mm -hmm. It's just going to take some time. Why is there no serious conversation about, about this? Um, Who's behind pushing these numbers that might not be realistic? Well, it's not a sexy subject. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it is something where you look at trends and, and everybody else is, oh, we're going to earn 8% a year. But, you know, these are just doomsayers. They're doom and gloom people. Uh, and and everything is fine. We'll get our pension. And, and they, they just... It just isn't like a kitchen table discussion. But if if I were to tell someone who is near retirement, who's been trying to fund his 401k, that public employees get a guaranteed income for life with a cost of living increase, they'd probably kind of go, wait a second, how come I didn't get that kind of uh, benefit? So you'll have pension envy uh, if if people really knew but, but I would just say that it's just one of those conversations that just doesn't seem to come up very often. Even in a surplus, so we have like almost $97 billion of surplus this year. There is no talk about putting some of this money away, is there? I, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. It's, 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 it's rather, it's, it's poor stewardship. It's, it's called kicking the can. You know, someone else is going to have to to, to fix it. Uh, you'd almost have to hope for very high inflation so that you can pay those liabilities with cheaper dollars. But that means everybody else is going to have to, you know, when they get their pension payout there, they'll have much less purchasing power that, you know, you don't want, that's going to be miserable. So uh, people have to, you know, people have to start waking up. And there are some cities where the leadership has done a good job of pursuing an aggressive plan to pay down the pension liabilities. Locally, Newport Beach has been really good at making paying down their unfunded liabilities a very high priority. And other cities need to do the same. A city like Costa Mesa has not. It's only 61% funded uh, when it comes to their, their pension plans. You know, in a recession, that could be something that will really impact their budget dramatically. And when the cities want to talk about this topic, do they deal uh, with a lot of pressure? Are there forces that don't want to have conversations about the pensions? Well, what is real awkward about pension discussions is that public employees personalize it. They think that you're attacking them personally. 
But no, we're, we're talking about a math issue. We want, we want the math to work so that you will get your pension for the remainder of your life. But we have to be able to afford it. And instead of just saying, oh, you can raise taxes, um, that, isn't the, that isn't a viable option. It, it doesn't make sense. Why should taxpayers have to subsidize Eventually your pension plan? Eventually people move out too. Right now we're losing people out of the state. So if the taxes yeah. are at a certain level, that's not realistic. States that kind of rely on beating up the wealthy find the wealthy moving to states that have zero income tax for personal revenue, personal income. Yeah, Florida is doing great because New Jersey has been pretty hard on its wealthier taxpayers. So that why not just move down the coast uh, to, to Florida and get a, a tax-free environment? So yeah, Connecticut raised its taxes on its wealthiest residents and then found that their tax revenues from that demographic went down 50%. Wealthy people can figure out how to buy tax-exempt bonds or fund charitable trusts or do things to get income uh, you know, reduced or, or reconstituted, re, re, repositioned so they still make the income but not pay you know, the high taxes. So we have to be real careful um, not to frustrate our, 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 our tax generators when they feel like it's the tax eaters that are, you know, making uh, the state real difficult. I, I had to laugh a little bit that Governor Newsom would do an ad on July 4th in Florida saying, boy, we're really free in California and you don't have freedom like we have. But, you know, the residents of Florida are not slaves. They're not in bondage. In California, we're in bondage. We have to pay 13.3% on our taxable income if you make more than a million dollars a year and then they wanted to raise that you know to a much higher rate another three percent so we're not there's no freedom here if we're talking financial uh, opportunities we're talking about a very heavy tax load in too many categories we have the highest sales tax highest gas tax highest income tax so i don't know where gavin is talking about being free there's no the freedom here is <laughs> it's a straitjacket now you mentioned it's a tough conversation to have uh, when it comes to pensions because people take them personally. Is there a way to actually show that the numbers might not be realistic or there has to be a change in the way? Otherwise, the government employees may not get their pension. Eventually we there might be a place where they were promised, especially when they're older, if, if somebody in their 70s or 80s, they find out that they're not getting what the Money they were, or, or the value of the money they got is a lot lower. Um, there uh, is a strong point to be made that if the employer does not succeed financially, that it could impact your, your payout. Um, Eastern Airline pilots, you know, when Eastern filed for bankruptcy and shut down, their pilots got a little postcard saying, we're sorry, but our pension plan is only 40% funded and so we're gonna reduce your benefit by 40%. I mean, that's kind of a drastic you know, sticker shock to, to deal with if you're 60, 70, 80. Uh, so uh, in, in Orange County- You probably County, planned for it. Do you have a mortgage? You might have all sorts of obligations. Or you finally bought cruise tickets or what, you, know, you bought the motorhome or, or, or whatever, the boat. Uh, but in Orange County in 2006, we sat down with the public employee unions, the bargaining units, and said, you know, 
we, we need to make some modifications to the retiree medical plan. This is an other post-employment benefit. It's also a promise to pay something in the future. We'll pay for your medical bills for life. And when you, when you figure out how much of a liability that is, it was $1.4 billion for the county, and we only had $410 million set aside. So we sat down with the bargaining units and said, we've got to modify this. Um, and, and we did, we, we reduced it, uh, excuse me, we, re, we reduced it from 1.4 to 410. So almost a billion dollars, but it reduced the amount of money that the county had to pay. So in 2007, 2008, when we went through the Great Recession, we, we were able to, to keep everybody's salary the same, whereas a lot of counties had to take pay cuts. Uh, so we were able to at least say, hey, uh, we can give you at least pay raises if we make some modifications to the retiree medical. It's hard to give a pay raise to someone who's already in a defined benefit plan because when you give them a pay raise, then you gotta pay more into the pension. Uh, when you're looking at public safety uh, employees, uh, sheriffs, uh, they're, they're, we're, we're funding well over 50 cents for every dollar we pay. I think it's up to about 70, 70 cents for every dollar of salary, 70 cents goes into the pension plan. You won't find that in the private sector or in the non-profit sector anywhere. And, now, you, and so we need to make some changes. They got it, the union has to, the leaders have to do better math to say, hey, we could never give pay raises if we're so beholden to this defined benefit pension plan. Do the leaders of these unions have to think about the future of these cities as well? It feels like everybody's working in a silo and they're just looking at their side of it. They want to get more and more benefits. But at some point, the cities may not be able to afford it. Right, and, and so the city of Stockton uh, filed for Chapter 9 bankruptcy. And they eliminated their retiree medical plan altogether, just eliminated it. And so all the employees that had kind of relied on lifetime medical benefits now will have to just rely on Medicare like everyone else and get no subsidies or grants. But that removed $500 million in liabilities from the balance sheet of the city of Stockton. They also decided not to pay certain bonds, pension obligation bonds. They defaulted and just didn't pay them. So now you look at the city of Stockton and it has a very strong balance sheet of the 482 cities in California. Stockton's now near the top. So there is a solution and if the union leaders you know, don't think about the solvency and sustainability of their employer, they could have a, 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 a reverberation or repercussions that it would be devastating for them financially. So John, you've been talking about this pension issue for many years and when you were in Sacramento, you, did you try to bring this up to the floor and get some of the colleagues in the state legislative body to do something about it? Yes, I did. Um, great question. Uh, I also served on the Public Employee and Retirement Committee. Uh, so I'll give one example of a bill that I brought. Um, I brought a bill that if, if a, the pension was not 80% funded, that the retirees would not get their cost of living adjustments until the, the funding level went up. It would be kind of, a, again, a kind of a shared risk model 
uh, why should uh, cities and taxpayers pay and, and the retirees not you know, feel some of the pain? It wasn't to be mean, it was just to try and provide some balance to the equation. Um, what happened is that all the unions showed up. There was a long line of union leaders saying, don't touch our pensions. You know, I'm with this union, I'm with SEIU, I'm with, you know, and off it, off it went. Uh, so when, when the Democrats in the legislature are told by the unions not to do something, they don't do it. Uh, because it was those unions that brought those elected legislators into office. You look at their campaign contribution statements and you'll see who is actually running and controlling Sacramento. You mentioned the unions showing up and convincing the Democrats to vote a certain way. Is there any behind the scenes examples that you have? Um, well, I, I, a great question. I, uh, there was a bill um, to address miscalculations. Um, so you retire, uh, and the, the pension system, you know, somehow gets improper information from the employer that maybe uh, your start date was earlier than it really was. And so you get a pension benefit that is higher than it should have been. So the pension system was paying you too much. And so they write you a letter saying, CMAC, uh, we overpaid you by $100 a month for the last 10 years, and so now you owe us $24,000 plus interest. And you go, well, wait a second, I, you know, I'm now 80. I where am I gonna come up with that kind of money? And, and, but that's, that's the way it was handled. So the unions then do a bill saying, if there's a clerical error or a math error, the pensioner doesn't have to be penalized, even though the pensioner received all this extra money. Uh, it should be the employer. It should be the municipality that pays the 24000 plus interest to make it whole. So it's, it's sort of like every, everywhere that, that maybe there's a loophole or, or there's something that would uh, uh, hurt or uh, be financially burdensome to a, to a union member, uh, they'll, they come in and, and, and do it. I, I think the biggest issue when it comes to behind the scenes is with the California, not the California, but the, the Government Accounting Standards Board. It's called GASB, GASB. And for years, uh, they never required that the pension liability or the OPEB liability uh, be reported on the balance sheet. It was in disclosures, you know, and, and, a, and, a, and the audited financial statement would be about this thick and no one reads all mm. the footnotes and disclosures. Uh, and so it wasn't until recently, 2015, that municipalities would have to put their pension liabilities on their balance sheets. So when they came in to city councils and said, why don't you go ahead and improve our retirement from 2% to 3% because we're fully funded and everything's great. And, and, and you know, the, the city council members, they don't understand the math of it all. Uh, and, and they go, oh, okay, because it's not a liability on our balance sheet. It doesn't show up. They don't see it. So they didn't think they were doing anything uh, wrong. But once those liabilities started showing up on the balance sheets, it was revolutionary. But it was heartrending to see, you know, what kind of uh, uh, financial position uh, we're in.
you know, and, and cities. I mean, there's some cities. I, I did a, I did a, a request uh, saying uh, to CalPERS, you know, actuarially, what would happen if we didn't do a COLA increase to help, you know? That's the cost of living. Cost adjustment. of living. Thank you. And, and so 12 cities showed up, 12 plan sponsors showed up to the committee hearing saying, we need, we need more tools in the toolbox to help us. And we had cities like Lodi up in Northern California say, you know, we, we, know, we know the date that we're going to run out of cash. And we've already reduced our fire department and our police department by 25%. We need some relief. And the committee decided, no, we're not giving you that information, pound sand. So it's just, it, it, but two thirds of the CalPERS board is made up of union members. So, you know, uh, it's like, like I build as instructed, you know, made as instructed, it was just, it, it, it's hard to make any kind of impact to improve the pension situation short of going into Chapter 9 bankruptcy and having a federal judge deal with it. So the unions are essentially having a lot of influence o over the politicians that negotiate with them. Absolutely. It, it, when you see a, a candidate this fall running for city council, uh, standing next to a fire truck with firemen, uh, or it says, hey, we're supported, I'm supported by the police association or the firefighters association. You're looking at someone who is in the pocket of the unions. And the unions are pretty much controlling so many of our local municipalities, but they definitely control the state of California. When uh, the uh, George Floyd episode happened, uh, someone decided to research how much money was being contributed by police associations, unions, to the 120 state legislators. And we had Tony Atkins, the Senate pro tem, the leader of the Senate at the top of the list with a, with a large amount. And then at the bottom of the list was Senator Morlock with zero. I refused to take any contributions from public employee unions because I felt it was a conflict of interest of the grandest scale. You know, and I did the same as a supervisor. You know, how can I negotiate with bargaining units when they got me the job? And so if you wanna look at, you know, why so many of our cities, so many of our counties are underwater, you can just go back to these pension decisions that were made. You can look at the retiree medical decisions that were made years ago of a, of a promise that that elected person didn't have to be around anymore to, to fulfill. And so we're dealing with that residue. And that's why it, it's a shame that someone like Governor Newsom doesn't address this massive debt. Because we're using numbers that are, are, are compiled by the actuaries. But if we were to lower the investment return assumption our liabilities could be, you know, I've heard even as high as $1 trillion for the state of California. And somewhere, somehow, someday it has to be addressed. And just giving it to our kids and our grandkids is not good stewardship. That kind of number could be equal to $25,000 tax per person at one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the per capita is immense. Um, 
so yeah, there's there's a staggering amount of debt. You know, we talk about the federal debt, but you know, uh, they can print money at the federal level, but we cannot print level money at the at the local and at the state level. So, uh, you know, stewardship requires that you you know you pay down your credit cards. You know, you you take a, you know a good strong aggressive approach. You don't buy a new flat screen TV when you get you know a bonus or something, you pay down that credit card for all the meals you enjoyed that you never, you know, you never have no benefit from it now. So it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's unfortunately, it's an accounting kind of personality. You gotta make sure that everything works out so that you pay for what you encumbered and not leave it for someone else. And do you have any other thoughts for our audience? You know, it's, it's math. You know, we're not going after employees. We're not trying to say anything negative. We're just trying to say, hey, what can we do to make sure your plan, your pension plan, your retirements are sustainable? You need to, because you're gonna rely on them. So let's all look at the math, you know, not get emotional, but look at how do we best handle our retirement plan so that it doesn't uh, implode somewhere down the line. John Morlock, former state senator, it was great to have you on the show. Thank you, CMAC.